1: Welcome for hour number three. Weekend fantasy update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Where does the time go? <laughs> Where did two hours go, George? Well, wherever it went, it's never coming back. Yeah. It's just that We'll just have the fond memories to think about, right? And we can listen on the sure, right? Sure. Fond yeah. memories. Fond memories. Yeah. Hey, if anyone wants to reach out to us, we never give out the phone. 844-843-6879. Uh, I'm sure that as the uh, uh, draft season really gets uh, into high gear, the fantasy football draft season gets into high gear, uh, be, uh, people that w- will want to talk to you, George, and get inside the uh, Corporal General uh, Colonel's head as <laughs> to so, uh, what they should do. No one really wants of to get inside season. my head. <laughs> uh, there might be some people that you know, kind of like say, what the heck is wrong with this guy? Let's get inside of his head. There are many things wrong with me. Remember, I, I live with four actually, women. I have a I, I have a right to have problems. Yeah, uh, I, I actually gave you a, a, an an extra title too. I think uh, you, oh, you were the Colonel General, now? and I uh, Colonel General Corporal. I don't know. <laughs> Any others we should throw as way? General <laughs> General
2: Colonel, <laughs> <laughs> and. By the way, I am just going to say this, but there was actually a caller in one of the recent shows. He didn't leave his name, but uh, he did try Mm -hmm. to call in just to tell me to tell uh, George in particular that that, uh, he didn't appreciate how he was pronouncing Austin (laughs) Eckler.
3: Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. He was like, stop saying Eckler.
2: Stop saying (laughs) Eckler.
1: Now I'm going to say it all the time. That's your homework assignment, George like the Simpsons I want you you, Yeah, just uh, to write his name write his name on a blackboard a hundred times and then read it back to yourself they don't make kids do that anymore (laughs) I will say say there are no blackboards anymore I will say Eckler I will say (laughs) Eckler yeah yeah so good stuff good stuff so uh, stay tuned Uh, in the next hour you're going to have George Corporal (laughs) Cornell Corpor- you can't even say that name general right? General George. I can't even say it. Yeah, I'm going to be getting I think it was Colonel Kurtz by the way cuz it
3: sounds good. Kurt like, Kerr. Cur- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you guys yeah, yeah. have actually given like... me extra uh, oh, so on this show I'm, extra- I gotta, I'm a general now and I'm a cur- I'm a Corporal extra- now. Extra too I'm, I'm, I'm losing yeah, yeah. tactical. Yeah, I don't want extra duties. Man, I got enough to do. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's you just do George those George Carlin extra joke. Duties oh, not even it's, trying. It's that old uh, George Carlin joke when someone comes up to you and he goes, "Hey, are they keeping you busy?" Like someone has the right to give me odd jobs. You know, that sort of thing. And I don't need any extra work. I got enough to do here. I said, I'm sanding the ceiling after the, after the next show. And I got to do some painting with cowboy silver going on the ceiling. So uh, that, that's my work today.
2: Well, and
0: that is just why you're the General
3: George
2: Kurtz. And I'm Cam Stewart <laughs> over go. here.
1: I love it. Great Cam Stewart impersonation. Um, so, so is this like work that you're doing in the house in response to, uh, something that happened or just regular maintenance? No, as I've been bitching for uh, a while
3: now, uh, th- my house is, uh, you bitching. No. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I enjoy. I'm very good at bitching. Uh, my house is built in the '70s, and apparently they used uh, I think they called Apex pipes, which apparently were recalled in the '80s because of pinhole leaks. And now I keep getting pin- mm. uh, this is my ninth one I believe my plumbers told me my oh, ninth uh, pinhole leak uh, that I've had in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's annoying to say the least, you know, because uh, I got to do the leak. It's it's not really a hard thing to do. The leak takes about 15 minutes to fix, but I got mm-hmm. to cut a hole in my ceiling each time to do it. Now I, I got lucky. Right. For like the, fir- the first six of them happened in uh, right uh, where my attic is, so I was able to get into the attic to fix the leak. So I didn't have to uh, rip apart the ceiling. But the last three have happened right. in my my man cave here, so I did have to go through a ceiling. So each time you got to rip out a ceiling. In this case, about a two and a half by two and a half uh, foot section. You know, fix the leak, then put up new sheetrock. You know, uh, tape it, plaster mm-hmm. it, uh, sand it, paint it. You know, it's not hard to do. It's just that it, it's time-consuming, and now my man room—it's yeah. all in pieces right now. I, have, you know, I have clothes on everything, and I can't sit down where I want oh to sit boy. to watch my game. It's why the Yankees yeah, have, have lost this game, by the way. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's a that's, and believe me it's a pain in the ass because you don't want the, when you sand that stuff down you don't want it to get all over the mirror and you got to clean it all it just, that will drive you sure. more insane than anything else is cleaning over knickknacks mm-hmm. and all the other crap so I'll tell you after this show I've got to build like a little tent around this two and a half foot by two and a half foot section so uh, that all this, the uh, sanding and dust just goes, goes straight down rather than all over my walls and everything else so that's what I'll be doing today
1: at three o'clock in case anybody wants to know there you go. There you go. And uh, so your your plumber has become your consultant because it sounds like you're fixing your own leaks.
3: Uh, yeah. He showed me how, so uh, I, I have a pretty good yeah. idea of how to do it. Uh, if it's very. Uh, I'm I'm very good. I'm very handy, but with plumbing and or I don't do electrical work really much at all because I don't want to kill myself. Uh, plumbing, right. I don't mind giving a, a shot at, and I, it seems to be working out. You know that I haven't okay. had, I haven't had any reoccurring leaks of, the, of what I've already fixed. So uh, yeah, uh, so far so good there. But thanks, you probably just jinxed me. I'll have a flood tomorrow morning.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm surprised that your your plumber would actually tell you how to fix it, and, and you know just you know because now basically you, know, you of, have to call f- him every time.
3: F- friend of the family, friend of my wife. Oh loves okay. him, so that's, that's a different why. story. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah otherwise, he you'd be he's like a handyman college a Right, Ugh. right. I can buy me new house at this point. You want to sit at home? Where do you want to live? The Hamptons? Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm good for it.
1: Freaking leaks. (laughs) Uh, All right, so uh, Joe's uh, Fish Market. There you go. Yeah, lots of water there. <laughs> so, uh, what about the uh, Denver backfield? We would uh, tease that we're going to be talking about. We know that the, the Broncos are basically going to be, you know, they're, they're going to have a tough time this year, right? Uh, but uh, when you look at uh, what's going on in their backfield, Philip Lindsay kind of wrestled that starting job away from uh, uh, Royce Freeman. Two rookies last year. Uh, Lindsay's the more versatile back, uh, better pass catching. It's also coming off of uh, surgery due to a fracture uh lindsey kind of uh, you know 5'8 uh, 190 freeman has the, the 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 build that you would think that you know he could withstand some of a, a bell cow kind of a, a workload uh, but uh, he had a high ankle sprain in week seven last year and up until that point uh he and uh, lindsey Basically had kind of like split the carries. I think that Lindsay had just about I think it was four more carries than Freeman. So what do we think about this Lindsay versus Royce Freeman uh, uh, you know backfield here? who, who are you targeting uh, who, who, do you, who would you not targeting? Who would you rather have uh, on your fantasy team Philip Lindsey or Royce Freeman?
3: Well I think it's kind of hard to s- how you wouldn't want Lindsay over uh, Freeman right now. You know, last year I was one of those guys I had Freeman in a league or two and didn't really work out. So Lindsey's the guy I want. I do think they're going to give Freeman more and more touches. They drafted this guy early. Now I'm not not going to want to give up on him. Lindsey sort of came out of nowhere to steal the job here. So uh, I'd prefer Lindsey, but I think Freeman is still a draft pick. Once again... Right now, he's more that flex guy for you, bi-week filler, rather right? so someone you're going to want to start week in and week out. But there's upside here. You know, I have Freeman right now as a, a low-end, uh, actually not so low-end, mid-range uh, running back four. He's with guys like Jarek McKinnon, who actually I'm going to be lowering this week. Uh, Chris Venter's free Rojo out in Tampa Bay. I think Rojo is always in the same situation as Freeman, except that Freeman's a, I have lower because Lindsay's Played so much better last year that we know Lindsay's going to play this year. Rojo, uh, as far as uh, um, Ronald Jones doesn't have anybody above him really, and Peyton Barber, yay. You know if Rojo can play well, he'll play Ronald Jones. So that's why I keep the. That's why Freeman's low. Freeman's going to have to prove that he deserves some touches over Lindsay. I think Lindsay. I like Lindsey running running back two for me, but he's a little bit of a small. So I did get hurt last year, so they can't give him, you know, twenty two touches a game. He won't last. So, so there's room for Freeman, for Freeman to do some damage here. But that being said, right.
1: I definitely want Lindsey over Freeman. Mm-hmm. So, what are we? Uh, good analysis, by the way. What, what are we thinking about the uh, the Broncos overall? Uh, you and I we went through their schedule, and uh, you know the over their over under is seven, and you and I both agreed that the uh, kind of like the the, the under is, is is almost seems like too good to be true, right?
3: Uh, I mean. <sighs> You just look at this. The schedule looks brutal for Denver. Flacco is at best an average NFL quarterback at this point in his career. Uh, the defense is good. The defense is good enough to win games, but they'll have to. They're not going to score a ton of points here. I mean, they started Oakland. They got that Oakland opening on Monday night, right? The 10 o'clock game, ten twenty game, whatever it is on Monday night. And then it gets brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go to uh, Chicago, Green Bay, Jacksonville, Chargers, Tennessee. That's a lot of good defenses there, except for maybe Green Bay, but that's the offense you got to play that should be able to move the ball on you. And you got KC, Indianapolis, Cleveland, Minnesota. Where's the wind coming from? I mean, it yeah, goes on and on, by to the start.
1: way. Yeah, right? but uh, by I can see five, worse than yeah. that.
3: They better they better beat Oakland week one because if they don't, I mean, really, uh, Joe, where's the win? Go through it again. Chicago, Green Bay, Jacksonville, uh, Chargers, Tennessee, Kansas City, Indianapolis, Cleveland, Minnesota, at mm. Buffalo, Chargers again, Houston at Houston at Kansas City, and then Detroit and Oakland to finish. I mean, mm-hmm. outside of Detroit and those two Oakland games, okay, the Buffalo game, which is uh, Thanksgiving week,
1: it's I in Buffalo. I can see the that's not going to be a gimme either. Home. Yeah, not a gimme, but uh, I, was it Week Four at home to Jacksonville? I can see it too, but it's not. It's not a gimme. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy game. No, no, no way, no. This this, this looks like all. a four and 12, 5 and eleven team to me. Mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. I, you know in my own personal uh uh analysis lesson, I just went quickly through their their schedule. I saw them at, at four wins uh, but uh so when do you think uh, do you think that Flacco finishes the season uh on the bench and if so, uh, when do, when do we think that we get drew Locke in there, maybe after the bye? <laughs> but then again, you know after that buy, you're to start this guy his first start ever at Minnesota? That's a tough one. That's a tough chore.
3: I think when it comes to uh, Drew Locke, I think they'll be more patient than, let's say, the Giants with Daniel Jones or the Redskins with, Dan- uh, with Dwayne Haskins. I think they play earlier. Uh, I think Eli Manning, say, I think he's done somewhere around week seven once they start off two and four or something like that. Uh, I think that's where the Giants will make the switch there because they're going to want to get Jones in there. They're going to want to get the bugaboos out in year, uh, in year one. Haskins, I think, could start from week one because he's Daniel Snyder's guy. And Snyder's going to want him to play. And let's face it, Case Mm -hmm. Keum shouldn't be really holding anybody back. Uh, You can make the argument, though, uh, once again, that the Redskins' schedule, not nice as to start the season. Maybe they should wait a little bit for a softer landing. Drew Locke, I think they'll be much more patient on. Uh, It wouldn't shock me if he doesn't play this year. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned, there is no way in hell he's starting Week 11, and his first games were at Minnesota and at Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo. Yes, we their, their offense is a joke, but that that defense is legit. Minnesota, we know has mm-hmm. a good defense. That wouldn't right. seem to make a lot of a lot of sense at all. Uh, I don't see a soft landing here for Drew Locke. You're probably looking somewhere in uh, more. I, there's not. There's no soft landing here. Maybe the last couple of weeks of the season. You know, Detroit. Yeah, and Oakland, against things Detroit. aren't working out.
1: Yeah, I could see last that. Two games are. Yeah. You,
3: mm-hmm. you know, I think that's more when the season's over. You know, uh, other than mm-hmm. that. You know, cause I'm looking for another home game here. The season's probably over well before over the last two weeks. But are you going to start on December first? You know, against the Chargers at home, that's not an easy option there. And then the next two weeks are on the mm-hmm. road at Houston, at Kansas City, and that's not going to yeah. be fun. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I think he'll be in the last two weeks. I think the Denver season's well over by then. Other than that, there's no soft landing to put him in or in any earlier this season because I think they're going to be very patient with Flacco. I don't think they might, unless mm-hmm. they go 0 and 8 something silly like that. I don't see Flacco coming out any earlier. Then probably uh, around that bye week or just
1: before it. Do you think the patience with Flacco is based on what respect for his you know for his abilities or just the fact that you know looking at the schedule there's no easy way to slip slip uh, lock in there. I
3: think it's more that there's no easy way to slip slip lock in. I always think John Elway, if things go wrong with Flacco, that's admitting you made yet another mistake. Right? Mm-hmm. He's had so many mistakes at quarterbacks over and over and over again since Peyton Manning. Right, I mean, This keeps happening, and I don't think he's going mm-hmm. to want to admit that. So I think they're going to be very patient unless, like I said, the record just says it's so silly. And they are You mm-hmm. mentioned one in seven, which wouldn't shock any of us. If there's something like that, then he sort of has no choice because you have nothing to lose anymore. Flacco's probably right. not playing well. You might as well get Locke mm-hmm. in there to see, see what the hell. may get a spark, see what happens here. And plus, once again, if Locke is your quarterback next year, if, you, uh, if you've made that decision— you want to get him, the you know, you want to get as many rookie mistakes out of the way this year and not have him make those mistakes mm-hmm. next year.
1: Right, right. Uh, I could see, like you said earlier, maybe uh, putting him in the last couple of games of the year. They are home games and they aren't against, you know, juggernauts, uh, the, the, you know, weak. 15 uh, against uh, Detroit and then uh, the 16th game of the year at home against Oakland. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but any other fantasy goodness coming out of this team? I mean, we got uh, Emmanuel Sanders coming back from an injury. Uh, I believe he's going to be, uh, you know, basically uh, healing for a part of the, game, but I think he should be ready for week one. Uh, Cortland Sutton was high on every, uh, not everyone's list, but was high on some uh, analyst list last season. Never really, uh, did too much, and then the uh, Sean ha- Hamilton. Uh, any uh, love for any of these these guys? Not love, but well, any I think, like. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sanders uh, is going
3: too low. You know, I think people are worried mm-hmm. about the Achilles. He's over the Achilles. He'll be fine for week one. I think he should be uh, claimed in leagues. So, Austin wide receiver three. Yeah, you're not going out uh, out of your mind here. Cortland Sutton, the Sean Hamilton. Mm, I know Hamilton's got the injury right now, but he should be good to go as well. That's probably more of a wait and see thing. You know, you want to grab one late, you know, sort of a uh, mud against the wall, hoping it sticks. I'm good with that. I'm good with anybody in that situation, by the way. Anybody you draft in around 15 or 16, I'm, that's fine. You know, once again, you're, you're taking chances there. See what happens. <laughs> you're going to release those guys anyway if it doesn't work out. Uh, once again, once the bye week's hit, or certainly for uh, bye, uh, for the hot guy off the wave wire. In week one and we want to do that. No one drafted, which happens every year that we see guys come out of nowhere to play well. So I, mm-hmm. I don't I never have an issue with that, but I'm not drafting either one of starters to be a starter. I think them is going to be bad. I don't think I don't think they're going to throw the ball up and down the field with Flacco. So I don't see much mm-hmm. of an upside here for either one. But Sanders is somebody I do want The tight end. No Fant. Once again, tight end like it yeah. can be uh, a tough for the rookie tight ends. They have to learn to block first. Right, block first, and then the, uh, the passing seems to come second here. So, uh, not really all that interested there.
1: Mm-hmm. Any of the, the uh, and, and we talk about this all the time when it comes to, like you mentioned, about uh, rookie uh t- ends. Any of them stick out at you? Right, like right off the top of your bat as we, as we head out?
3: Uh, I mean, it's so tough to say a rookie tight end is going to come in and play well right away. Uh, none as a tight end one, to answer your question. Mm-hmm. I do kind of like Hawkinson. If you're somebody who feels you need to
1: take a second tight end, he's someone that uh, might come into play here. Mm-hmm. All right. When well, we come back, continue uh, our fantasy football analysis. This is the Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
0: Hey, 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 hey. what's up, so man? Brother, what's oh, up? Hey, I you man. Hey, brother, like
3: Stop <laughs> Right on. Hey, man, what's your name? What's <laughs> up, man? man.
0: everything. It's everything. we
1: All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina and George Kurtz. Sean Angle, producing our show. Is that uh little Marvin Gay? Who is who is that, that you brought us back with? That was indeed some Marvin Gay. Yeah, there's some more cool vibes coming out of uh, uh, Sean Angle here. Good stuff, uh, that's good for a a Sunday, right? Some uh, some nice uh, you know, cool vibes coming out, right?
2: Yeah, you know what they say. As if Sunday's supposed to be the more chill day of the weekend. You know, stay at home, relax,
1: eat some nice food.
2: I'm sure yeah. uh, George could even food, has said right? that before,
3: too.
1: George, any comment?
3: I'm going to be sanding a freaking ceiling later. I don't think I'll be eating any relaxing
1: <laughs> food in a nice mood at all today. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, I tell you, you know, Sundays has uh, got a nice quiet vibe but then you know once you know for people who have to go to work on monday like you know usually like 5, five or six seven o'clock at night you start thinking about uh having to start the whole work week over again then you start to get you know a little agitated but yeah this is a good time of day to to just chill and uh, like you said get some comfort food there right there uh Short angle well what's your what's your go-to comfort food Sean angle
2: Oh, man. Do you have one? <laughs> There's a lot that I could think of. I usually like myself like a good sandwich or some pizza, some nice topping combinations on it. Ah, mm-hmm. The possibilities, especially when you have lots of food places that are near you and just uh, a delivery away. It all feels nice. Yeah, we, uh, Although if you we are working we, on we... something, it wouldn't be pleasant at all, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, hey, I guess not get, if uh, I should uh, complain. Ceiling dust onto your pizza, right there, George?
3: Yeah, I think I might have uh, been drinking some ceiling dust into my uh, soda yesterday. <laughs> as uh, <laughs> I was doing it? I'm, 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 just, I'm sitting at my desk. And I'm like just watching. And I'm like, it's all coming this direction. Why oh, can't the wind blow the other way? Uh, uh, yeah, tastes it good. Yeah, little frosting. There you go. Frosting. Mm-hmm. Me... Gotta yeah. die or something. <laughs>
1: well, anyway, so, uh, hey, uh, you know, last week was was Comic-Con. A lot of like new stuff came out in terms of like, you know, trailers and stuff yeah uh... <laughs> The, the you know the the Mister Rogers movie uh, Tom Hanks is going to play Mister Rogers. Uh, I was watching the trailer. You know, as a kid, I, you know, I was watching Little Mister Rogers. You know, my only child. He was my friend. But you know, you look you look at this uh, trailer, and it almost makes you think of like an SNL kind of, you know, skit. You know, because you know the, one, one of the first scenes out of the trailer is Tom Hanks walking in the door, and you know. F- taking his sneaker and throwing it from one hand to the other and having that goofy look on his face. But uh, <laughs> Were you a, a Mr. Rogers guy there, George? No. Did, no did he make you want to either. throw your sneaker at the at the TV when you saw him?
3: No, I never watched it, so I don't really have much of an opinion. Yeah. And I, uh, as, as I'm sure Tom Hanks will do a great job. He's a great actor, but I doubt I'll go yes, see
1: it. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, another big thing that came out at Comic Con was the, they had the first clips. I know you're a Star Wars guy. I don't think you're too much of a Star Trek guy, and I don't know about uh, our friend Sean Angle, but uh, uh, the CBS All Access streaming network is coming out there revamping the Jean Luc Picard. That was for the, he was the captain from Star Trek: The Next Generation. He's getting his own show, and a, a few of the characters that were on that show are going to join him. And they showed the, one of the first like. Full-length trailers, if you could call a trailer full-length. But it looked pretty good, and I'm really looking forward to that. But you're more a Star Wars guy, right there, George?
3: Uh, I don't mind Star Trek. Uh, Rant of Khan, we talked about well, earlier, was uh, it's yes, certainly yes. one of my uh, favorite movies. I probably more appreciate mm-hmm. Star Trek. I uh, appreciate what uh, people like. I have no problem. But it, uh, I never really watched the TV show all that much. My mom was certainly a, a big fan of it uh mm-hmm. As for the movies, I thought the Khan was great. The others I could certainly find yeah. out the uh right. the newer newer ones with uh what 's his name Chris something or other Chris, I think it is Chris, whatever it is. is it Chris Pine I think yeah but I Pine I was going to say Penn I think it is Pine yeah the new ones I mean I find, I find it funny that USS Enterprise gets the shit beat out of it in every, uh, every movie I <laughs> mean, it gets exploded it gets destroyed and, and they, they rebuild it. I mean I kind of find that hilarious I mean can the shit make mm-hmm. it through a battle so I kind of find that funny because I always thought that was a big part of the show was the uh the U.S. enterprise prize, and it always gets destroyed. Absolutely, which I find funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, I did like the original where they tried to explain the origins
1: of Spock, of horror and uh, uh, oh Happy yeah, Kirk yeah, yeah that, all they, that they were actually uh, an item. In this newest right, incarnation that, that, of the movies, yeah. Spock and Uhura sort of were, were basically, yeah, they were knocking boots. But the overall,
3: the overall, th- uh, the overall plots, I haven't enjoyed all that much uh, as far as that, right. that being said. I do go see them, so I guess I'm kind of interested. But uh, yeah, yeah. I guess it's been okay. I much prefer Star Wars. Although, once again, the, the reimagination of it with uh, Disney you know, I could probably do without. I'm definitely a much bigger fan of the uh, original three.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like both, and and you know, I, 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 almost like on an equal footing. So, and, and you know, this this latest batch of movies, like you mentioned with Chris Pine, I wasn't really expecting much out of the first one, and. It, I was very, very impressed with what they did, even just the casting, you know, the, the writing, the, the scripts um, and the the stories. I, I like them a lot. And I think Quentin Tarantino is going to direct the next one. Uh, but there was even stories of whether or not Chris Pine was going to return as Captain Kirk. Uh, but hopefully he does. But uh, I, I think if Quentin Tarantino uh, directs the next uh, Star Trek movie. It should be a little edgier. I think it might be a rated R or something he had said. So it'll be interesting, interesting to really? see. Really? Tarantino, an R-rated movie? You're kidding. No, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I think it's safe to say it'd be an R-rated
3: movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think Tarantino can write yeah. a sentence without a curse word in it. And, so, and I love Tarantino. I think his movies are fantastic, generally fantastic. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm shocked he'd be doing a Star, Star Trek movie, by the way. If he's directing it, mm-hmm. I
1: will go see it yeah yeah should be good should be I'd good. I'd be curious on so uh, that too. absolutely absolutely are you a Star Trek guy there uh angle
2: I'm not really as much of a Star Trek guy as a Star Wars guy especially I mean I have my own opinions on the Star Wars movies too nowadays but uh yeah mm-hmm. overall I am a big fan of the Star Wars as a whole franchise too like I like a lot of the Atmosphere. I like a lot of the planets and galaxies. And, of course, I'm a big fan of the original movies as well. But overall, though, mm-hmm. I'm not as big into uh, Star Trek. I haven't really seen a lot of Star Trek, so I'm not sure if I could fairly judge it for myself. But uh, overall, mm-hmm. more into Star Wars.
1: There you go. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and you should give uh, give a look at uh, some of the, the old Star Trek stuff. Not even the the original... Series uh, with William Shatner, groundbreaking, of course, but even like I said, the Next Generation. I think it's on Netflix. So, so some good stuff there too. So, so give it a look. Give it a look there, Sean Angle. You'll like it if you have a chance. I know you have a busy schedule. Yeah. Um. But uh, so let's talk a little uh, fantasy football. Uh, The good folks over at Rasball started this uh, new. uh, What they're calling it a modified best ball tournament and it features uh 141 analysts and 39 fans uh they're calling it the ras bowl george now first of all so uh before we get into this real quick how does your uh, strategy change when you're drafting for in best ball leagues well, it doesn't change dramatically.
3: It's, you know, Most of your early picks are still your early picks. As you move on, though, you're taking more chances. You don't mind taking chances because you want to hit so those home runs. You know, the Sean Jackson's a better play. Ted Ginn, a better play because he's are guys that on a week-to-week basis, they're, they're going to be inconsistent. One week, Jackson's took a 30. But you know you get that week where he has, you know, five catches, 142 yards and two touchdowns because he broke two long ones. So those are nice and best mm-hmm. ball leagues. I also make sure I have mm, – many backups... I'm going, to, I'm going to draft more than one tight end. I'm going to draft more than one quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing because you're not only are you playing for the, which one has the better of days so where those, those points count, but you want to cover for your injuries. It's best ball, which means sure. you're not setting a lineup. You know, yeah. you're not going in right. and out. You're not getting the waiver wire. So you better make sure you have backups at every position and you're not just go at one. So that's a strategy that changes there where, in, you know, regular... Redraft leagues, I would I would rather not draft a backup quarterback or a backup tight end. Although generally in today's games, we generally have to because more and more people are doing it. So you need the best players that are available. I think also when it comes down to quarterback, because quarterback is so deep now. You know when you're when you're in round 14 or whatever your draft you might be, and you get the best player available. It's almost always a quarterback because not not many mm-hmm, have been drafted. Mm-hmm. Only 15 have been drafted. You look at there. Oh my God, this guy's still available. You know Lamar Jackson's still available. Over a fifth-string wide receiver, you know, a four string running back. Okay, LeVar Jackson stands out to you. So people are drafting mm-hmm. that quarterback. So uh, that's why in redraft leagues, I think it comes down to where I'm drafting more and more. Uh, I'll take more chances. I certainly will take more chances in basketball than I will in a straight draft. Because... Mm-hmm. I've I said this many, many times, Joe. I think I said it yesterday on your show. 12-team league, I always believe, three teams eliminated because they got injuries. They just got hurt. They got eliminated. Nothing they could do. You know, the best, the best of the best, you got hurt, you got screwed, you're done. Three more teams are eliminated because they don't pay attention, which is why best ball is great for them. If you're not going to pay attention, play best ball. Yeah, if you're a draft leave it guy, play basketball league. It's really where you should be paying, where you should be focusing your time where so you don't have to worry about paying attention this season. But three teams in a redraft league will be eliminated for not paying attention. They don't make moves, they don't <laughs> make trades, they don't set their lines, whatever it might be. You know, and then it comes down to beating those other six teams. It comes down to me. I don't want to be one of the injured teams, which of course nobody does. But if I can avoid that. I know I'll be one of the six teams in it because I will pay attention. I think it does right. – best ball does hurt somewhat in that direction because I think it does harm people or players who pay attention because you're drafting it and leaving it. You can't make any moves. Mm-hmm. So if you're a guy who's very good at making moves or a girl maker, uh, making moves during the season, well, best ball penalizes that because you know, you're drafting right. it and right. leaving it. But I like best ball because I like the idea where you know if I'm going to play in 20 leagues, probably 12 of them are best ball. You know, at least mm-hmm. half, if not more, because once again, we're busy people. I can draft it. I can draft the Best World League tonight. And really, I never have to look at it again. You yeah. know, just see how I'm doing every now
1: and then. But that's it. I'm done. Right, right. It's like that old uh, infomercial. You could set it and forget it. Right? <laughs> that's exactly and, you know, it. You get the, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you get the uh, the pleasure, the excitement of, of being involved in a, in a draft. And then you just don't have to worry about it for the rest of the way. But uh, So, for instance, in a, in a typical redraft, we'll say a 12-team league, George, where are you drafting your quarterback? Like what round? And then compare that to like in a best ball. Like where would you draft your first quarterback in a best ball as compared to the redraft?
3: It won't change all that much. I don't expect well, – and I've done a couple of best balls. Quarterbacks aren't going all that much earlier than the a regular league. So mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't change my strategy all that much. Uh, I, I wait on quarterback. That's not to say mm-hmm. – I won't have Mahomes, Watson, or Rodgers. I very well could if those guys slip, but I'm not taking Mahomes in round three, you know, or mm-hmm. Rodgers and Watson rounds four and five. I'm not. But if I'm in a league where everybody else is taking the same way I am, and those guys are slipping a round or two, well, if Mahomes is there in round five, all of a sudden now I see the value. Okay, I'll take Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Give me him. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with Rodgers if he's there in rounds uh, six, seven. Okay, but generally I don't really start thinking about a quarterback until nine, ten. Now, once again, don't get me wrong if everybody in their mother is drafting quarterbacks right away and quarterbacks are slipping on the board, I've already got some teams drafting backup quarterbacks, which has happened, by the way. Happened last year in the Rotowire League I was in. People were drafting backups before uh, me and two other teams had even drafted our starter. So that changed my philosophy wow. there. You know, So sure. I, I had to pay attention more. You know, so Because you know, I don't want to end up with a terrible starter. But when you look at quarterback this year, I mean, you just look at it. In a one-quarterback league, it goes 18 deep. And I don't mind getting any of these guys. I mean, the guys who aren't going in the top twelve right now—Goff, Brady, Trubisky, Rivers, Winston, Lamar Jackson, Cousins, Garoppolo—I don't want any of these guys being my starter. Mm-hmm. You know, not at all. I'll take my chances with that. That Brady, said, yeah. I expect more. Well, Brady's falling pretty far, yeah. Because I think people are really expecting him not to have a good, a very good fantasy year, and I can't blame him. Who's mm-hmm. he throwing the ball to? But I, I think right. I'll end up more with the guys like Ben Roethlisberger. will be my quarterback in a lot of leagues. He's top 10, but barely top 10. And uh, mm-hmm. I'll end up with him. Uh, Rivers is a guy I like. I like Winston a lot. Uh, I think, once again, he's going to be trailing this year. Arians likes to throw the ball deep. So I'm going to end up with a lot of guys yeah. like this in one quarterback leagues. In two quarterback leagues, it, that strategy is completely different. But I think for best sure. ball, the biggest thing for me is I'm going to have at least two quarterbacks. And I might have three. I might have three decent quarterbacks because once again, best ball. I want to cover myself for in injuries, and I want the guy who's going to have, mm-hmm. have the best game that week. You know, So you might right. see me draft three quarterbacks in 12 rounds. It wouldn't shock me.
1: Yeah, like I was looking at some sub, sub of uh, uh, Chicago Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky's uh, numbers from last year. And there were actually two weeks where he was the number one quarterback. So, you know, I mean, and, and, and you know, he's a sneaky guy because you, you don't realize – you know, you don't think of him as a running quarterback, but uh, he does add. You know, somewhere around, I think he had somewhere around in the four hundred range of, of rushing yards last year, uh, which, like you said, it gives you kind of it helps his his uh, his floor, right? Uh, Every most quarterbacks in today's game
3: can move somewhat, right? They going to game, but yes, Trubisky. Now those two, one game you had five touchdown passes. That that really, yeah, I you know. know yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's the overall, I mean, I like Trubisky as a quarterback, too. I think he has the capabilities mm-hmm. to be a quarterback, one. But, once again, so many good quarterbacks. Chicago, it's tougher to throw as the season goes on here. The weather is so brutal in Chicago. Uh, so I'm not going to love him as a QB one. But I like quarterbacks who can move somewhat. He's not Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. But he's someone who get out of the pocket, extend the play, and we like that. You can extend the play, mm-hmm. either you can... Get your own rushing yardage, which adds a couple of points. You know, maybe maybe running a touchdown every now and then, or you're extending the play to throw the football, which is generally a good thing. There. Yeah. So I, I am interested in Trubisky, but he's a pure quarterback two for me. I won't be taking him if yeah. I end up drafting him as a quarterback one. Then things went really wrong for me.
1: Right. Well, the reason I brought him up is because yeah, I agree with you. He's a quarterback two, but he had those two weeks where he was a quarterback one, and in a best ball, you know, <laughs> you know, they would give you the the scoring system would give you the points based on you know that that week where he was the number one overall. But uh, so that the the. the when I say it's a modified best ball, this, this Raz Bowl, uh, so the week one through nine, uh, the, the scoring in a best ball format. And then uh, weeks 10 through 16, you have uh, the what they call the Raz championship round and Raz Bowl wildcard tiers. Then you know it changes to uh, uh, where you have to set your lineup every week. So it's an interesting, uh, you know, combination. I, I kind of like the, uh, the 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 difference. Uh, there's just I, I, I like these leagues that use these different you know scoring systems. I kind of like that. One league I want to play in that I haven't gotten
3: in yet is I want I want to play in a vampire league. This sounds extremely uh, fun. Wow, you got to tell me. I, that tell would be me, I don't. Yeah. I,
1: never heard of it when we come back I want to hear about a Vampire League that sounds pretty cool uh, so uh, we'll be right back continue talking a little fantasy football Vampire League alright weekend fantasy update fantasy sports radio network
3: Welcome back Weekend Fantasy Update I'm George Kurtz He's Joe Bellina Short angle behind the glass I don't know if it's church day or something It's Sunday uh, Sounds whatever. like something important happening here <laughs> Become the eighth person to win $1 million in a fan duel or DraftKings tournament setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com, DFS lineup optimizer, or become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Head on over and check out their tools for NFL, MLB, PGA, NBA, NHL, and sports wagering, or get access to all of them with the DailyRoto Elite package Enter the promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount and you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections and use of the name of the same daily roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings
1: DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. There you go. Great stuff. And so I have to ask uh, Sean Engel, what was that, that, that song? What was that, that, that you brought us back with? What was that?
2: That was actually uh, music from a video game, believe it or not. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. What video game? The Elder Scrolls V: Skyrim. It's the uh, Dragonborn uh, never... theme.
1: Uh, I like it. Just you know, sounds like really like majestic and and Sound like it. sounded like something uh, exciting was going to happen, and then and then yeah, then. Yeah, then And it's really always exciting when uh, George Kurtz uh, gets to speak on air.
2: Oh, yeah, very exciting. Even more so when he goes through a read successfully, too. Especially, listen to the reads. They provide good information. (laughs) You need this information. Go and get these products. That's right. We provide nothing but quality here at FNTSY. (laughs)
1: There you go, buddy. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. So uh, finishing up on that that, uh, Raz Bowl draft, George, it's a a slow draft, four-hour time limit. Uh, I mean, we've talked about in the past – I don't want to put words in your mouth, but uh, my – Kind of favorite draft is to, you know an in-person draft, tough to to set up, but uh, you know then you get the the regular uh, drafts that you do where you might have a, a one-minute timer, you know, to to make your your choices. And then you know we just finished the Scott Fishbowl draft, which was an eight-hour timer, and this one uh, this Razz Bowl, is uh, a four-hour timer. Uh, what do you think about these these uh, these slow drafts? Do you think they kind of like uh, lulls you into you know a situation where? You know, maybe not you, because you do tons of drafts. But you know, let's say the average Joe, who uh, is drafting and then is 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 used to doing the slow draft, and all of a sudden he or she gets involved in a draft that has a one minute time limit, and then all of a sudden they need to make a decision on the fly. Do you think that that hurts them? You know, that just you know, just strategy strategy wise.
3: Um, I listen. Uh, I don't really worry about the clock in these drafts, uh, other than the fact that some people take forever. To draft, they want to use the mm-hmm. whole clock, especially now a training camp is open. So they think, something might come out in the next four hours. Someone might get hurt, and if I want the bat that, 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 that sort of thing. So uh, that does sort of drive me insane. I'm that person who drafts very quick. You know, if I take more than a couple of minutes to make a pick, it's a lot. Generally, I pre-draft my picks. If I think I'm going to be anywhere not near a computer, I just pre-draft. You know, and get the guys out there, try to get the draft moving along. It is what it is. Uh, I don't complain about it. If it's an eight-hour clock, it's an eight-hour clock. You know what it is going in. You, know, so you really, I don't think you have the right to complain because someone's taking it out. It gets annoying with the same person over and over again. The only thing I get upset about, uh, really, that drives me really insane. Really, I mean, it really drives me insane is when somebody uh, on the turn, and, you know, it's, uh, 12 and 13, so they, they make their first pick, and then they take hours for their second pick. <laughs> what right. are you doing? You made mm. your first pick, and now you can't make the second pick back-to-back? What the hell? That annoys mm. me. All right, so you yeah. know that it makes me take sixteen hours now with two picks, you know it's like mm-hmm. holy God, that makes me want to go over there and strangle somebody. Would you forget you had another pick, you know that, that sort of thing? But other than that, I don't, uh, I don't
1: change much. There you go. All right, so um, talk to me about uh, you. You kind of teased uh, at the as we were heading to commercial uh, a vampire draft. What the heck is going on with a vampire draft? What what is it? A vampire. A vampire league has come up – I've heard that the past couple of years now.
3: The basic format, it could be any size uh, league. You know, let's, let's go with a 12-team league. 11 people draft like, like you, you would any other draft. The rules are all, all the same. You know, you're drafting quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, whatever amount of flex, kicker, whatever, whatever rules you want to play with. Uh, it could be a super flex league as well. Then after the draft is over, the vampire gets to pick what's left. You know, so he's picking nothing but waiver wire players. That's all he's got. Now, during the season – uh, by the way, uh, by the way, generally in this league, no pickups can be made. So, like Best Ball, you know, you're leaving your team, except for the vampire. Mm. You know, he he always has the pick of the waiver wire, so uh, he does that. If he beat, you know, if, I, if I'm the vampire, and I play Joe Galena, if I beat Joe Galena, I can trade any of my players for anybody that was in your starting lineup. So, in other words, if you started Saquon Barkley and you lost, I could trade any one uh, of my running backs for Saquon Barkley that I started. You know, so that that's the, that's the key there. But does the owner so the vamp-
1: of Saquon Barkley have to agree to the trade, or he's just no. made available? It doesn't matter. Anybody also, you started
3: that week, I can trade. Yeah. Any it has to be, be positioned for a position. So if I want right. Barkley, I have to trade a running a running back that I started back to you. So Lamar yeah, Miller from get,
1: Saquon Barkley. <laughs> the, that, that, the, that can the, very Saquon well happen. The owner, if he lost that week. <laughs> Uh,
3: he or she has so to... It, uh, it wow. adds interesting decisions, because not only do I have to... If I, listen, if I beat you, do I have to decide what player I'm taking from you? you know, maybe you started Barkley. Maybe you had Dondre Hopkins. I don't know. You, know. you had a top wide receiver. What's my weakness, my biggest weakness? Maybe you had a quarterback I want, a tight end, whatever. But it also means when you're mm-hmm. playing me, if you're playing the vampire, you need to decide, you know, maybe I should rest Barkley this week. It's not worth the risk wow. of me yeah, losing. Yeah. You know? But you might mm-hmm. think, you know, in week one, you probably think, oh, I'm going I'm to kill the vampire. You know, I'm playing everybody. And that's probably true. But, uh, you know, you know, it's going to happen when you have a bad week and the vampire has a good week with those pretty much the he has there and you lost. Yeah. And now you're losing your star. You know, so generally the vampire, theoretically, the vampire will get stronger as the season goes on. And right. the uh, the other teams get a little weaker because he's taking players from them. And you can't use the waiver wire wow. to replace these players. So when you draft, you need, once again, you sort of need to draft like best ball. Make sure you have a lot of backups in each position because you can't use yeah, the waiver wire. Yeah, away. yeah, Only the vampire mm-hmm. can. Uh, this is also theoretically supposed to be a, uh, a keeper league, a dynasty league, uh, something like keeper league, not dynasty. But because once the vampire, if the vampire ever wins the league, that's it. The league is destroyed. The vampire destroyed
1: it. <laughs> wow. Well, wow. I would think in order to make, yeah, yeah, I would think that in order to give the vampire, you know, a, a shot at having a decent team, that you'd have a shallow bench. This way the vampire could pick something off the, off the you know, off the waiver of wire once the, the first 11 drafters is, is, is complete, no?
3: Are you, really there are no rules on, the there's, no, there's no set rules on the bench, you could make it a short bench, but you know, you make, you'd still make it a five-man bench. Yeah, you know, once again, he's picking from nothing. Yes, he is the vampire. He picks from nothing. You know, he'll he'll still have a good quarterback. Odds are, no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. We, we know quarterback is deep, so he should have a good quarterback. But he, that's the idea. The vampire is picking from nothing. Theoretically, you would think he wouldn't be able to beat anybody. But we know it's fantasy. Exactly. Weird things happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, that's that's interesting. And then uh, what? How, uh, how do you? decide who's the vampire what you draw straws or something or you let the computer decide I guess that's up to you I guess once again, you could
3: mm-hmm. say if someone wants to be the vampire, I wouldn't mind being the vampire. It'd be, be fun, you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. if it's a heavy money league, then you probably do need to do. You know, if you're still gonna play hundred dollars per team and make the vampire pay, then you probably do want mm-hmm. – It has to be draw straws, slip a coin, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. you know, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But if it's just for fun, then you know, is, does somebody want to be the vampire? I would, I would definitely be the vampire in a league, with, you know, with mm-hmm. buddies, family, whatever, just to see what uh, what happens there. I, I think, it, I just think it would be fun. I think it's a it's a different kind of league. I wouldn't want it to be my main league. If I'm only playing in one league, no, I don't want to be playing a vampire league. Which is why I play in so many anyway. I would love to play in a vampire league. It just sounds like it would be interesting. Like I said, it would be interesting strategical decisions. Even like I said, if Joe Galina's the the vampire and I'm playing Joe this week, I'm looking at your team all right, he's going he's to an okay squad. You know, I don't think I want to risk Elliot though. You know, if I have Elliot, I don't maybe I don't want to risk DeAndre Hopkins this week. I can beat him without him. You know, cuz I don't want to risk losing mm-hmm. this guy. It makes interesting decisions about who you're protecting. Right, right. To make sure in case I lose, I don't want I want to make sure Joe can't take this guy from me. You know, so mm-hmm. I I, th- I just think it's fun. It's a it's a variation of what we uh, rules all rules we play in. it, But it's a variation of it. Like I said, I would never play it as my solo league. You know, but as far mm-hmm. as
1: I'm going to play in 8-9 leagues anyway, why not have a vampire? Right. Interesting. So that that vampire is going to have a choice from the flavor of the week. You know, like, you know, pretty much wave of wire, you know, let's say if like uh, let's say if Todd Gurley goes down with the season and the injury. I mean, you, know, you would either pick up, uh, you know, Daryl Henderson or, uh, you know, oh, that's why his team
3: will get know. better. That's that's how he gets better. You yeah. know, injuries happen. Once again, the vampire will get better if he wins some games. He's stealing players. From your team. He will get better. You know, once mm-hmm. again, he, he really shouldn't win the league. It's why the league should survive because it's, he's still not going to have a great team. Everything would have mm-hmm. to go right for him to have a great team. But uh, eventually, he's going to be very competitive as the season goes on because he can pick up all the waiver wire players. He gets his choice. You know, and uh, you know, some, I know some people like a Vampire League where Vampire gets first choice each week and then the other players can go. He can pick anybody he wants. Mm-hmm. Pick ten players if he wants. But then the other owners can go if they so wish, and that's fine too if everybody agrees to it. You can have as many variations
1: on this as you as you want. It's just another fun way to play. Yeah, yeah no, I love the uh, the you know the innovative formats and the scoring variations. Good stuff. So. Interesting. I never heard of the of, of a vampire league, but uh, all right. So uh, as we uh, head to the end of the show, remember, stay tuned. You got weekend wagers with uh, that man George Kurtz, and you got uh, uh, Cap Stewart coming on as well. So uh, and let's take a look at one other team. Uh, why don't we take a look at the Chicago Bears since I mentioned Mitch Trubisky in the last segment. Uh, why don't we take a look at their backfield first. So uh, Mike Davis, Tariq Cohen, uh, and they drafted uh, rookie. Uh, the, who's their rookie there, George? Is it? It's, uh, it's not Singletary, is it? Nope. No. Uh, wrong guess. Mon- Montgomery, Montgomery. Yeah. There you I go. Just, uh, yeah. And you didn't bail me out. I drew a total blank. Nope. I was going to let you keep going until you got it. All right. All right. So Mike Davis, Tariq Cohen, and Montgomery. What are we doing with this backfield here? Any, any shot? Uh, you know, the, Tariq, we know, the dynamic player, you know, catches balls out of the backfield. Uh, you know, the, the Bears are traded up to get Montgomery, right? So what yeah, are Yeah, I doing think here? what's going Mike on— Mike Davis? Mm-hmm.
3: Mike Mike Davis, I have very little interest in. Uh, You want to take him as Mm a backup? Fine, do what you got to do here. But I have very little interest in drafting uh, Mike Davis. Uh, And uh, people will freak out. You know, oh my God, they got two running backs there. Most teams have two running backs that you're going to want to play Mm -hmm. and want to draft. I mean, there are very few teams, like the Giants who just have Barkley, the Cowboys just have Elliott. You know, that's why those guys are drafted so high, because they are your number one workhorse back. There is nobody else. You know, most teams are going with their multi-back system, just the way the NFL is nowadays. So I'm not freaking out about this. Generally, we expect Montgomery to be the runner. You know, Cohen to be uh, the pass catcher. Yes, Cohen will run some too, and Montgomery will catch some balls as well. It'll happen. But that's how they're pretty much going to break down. Uh, Cohen is a dynamic Receiver out of the backfield. And someone they have to use. They can't forget about him. Montgomery is going to be your runner 20 to 20. probably your goal line guy there. I don't know what what role Davis has right now. Is he just a pure backup to Montgomery or, or an injury? Is he a guy who's going to spell... Several so times time, is he going to be a short yardage guy, which we hope not, because that would just crush Montgomery if, if Davis ends up being that guy. But I think Montgomery uh, is pretty much, your, like say your twenty to twenty guy, uh, which means he's going to be the, the, the main ball carrier. Probably someone's going to get fourteen to eighteen touches a game. Cohen does, the, does all the pass catching there, and gets a smattering of runs himself, probably ten to twelve touches a game, somewhere around there. That's what I'm banking on here. As far as where I would draft mm-hmm. them, uh, I have them both in the running back three category, but they're close to running back twos. You know, and if I I think Montgomery does have upside here, especially if the season rolls along here, where I think he could certainly break into running back two status. But I'm having trouble taking guys out to put him in. I mean, who do I take out? Uh, I'd have to take out somebody like, do I take out Mark Ingram, you know, in Baltimore, which who I kind of like, uh, but I'm kind of scared of as well because of, uh, of Lamar Jackson taking away touchdowns. Uh, do I take out Chris Carson, Sony Michelle, James White? You know, these old guys who have uh more of a definitive role here. But I could see him passing all those guys and being a a mid to a, to low end running back too. So I think he certainly has upside there. So the running game is in good mm-hmm. shape in Chicago. It's probably better for the Bears than there's a fantasy ones you know, because you're all gonna have to try and figure out which one is gonna have the big week or the big game each week. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh I I like Montgomery. I like him a lot. They, they the upside is there.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh by the way, uh we just got some uh Late news that the Yankees have placed C.C. Sabathia on the the I.L. IL. Yeah, right knee inflammation. So you wonder how long that's going to be. And uh, just uh, another blow to the Yankees starting uh, rotation. Really? Is it a blow? It's not a blow. Look, he's a body. He's He's a a body.
3: He's a body. So they'll put another body in there. It's not a blow. The Yankees will be fine. They'll go with a a bullpen game. By the way, a bullpen game, they've been very successful. I think they're 9-1 in bullpen games this year. And they'll do it again. Mm-hmm. So uh, the the opener, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a, mm-hmm. uh, that's a bullpen game, uh, and that'll. The only problem <laughs> is that's likely to come against Boston next weekend. That's when that bullpen mm-hmm. game will come again. Uh, they play Arizona for a couple of games earlier this week, and then uh, the bullpen games. But the Yankees also have an off day, so they can schedule the rotation sort of around that if they want. If they want to. Well, they could avoid that, but I think they they might feel right now they need to give their starting pitching as much rest as they possibly can to see to get these guys mm-hmm. on target. They, uh you know, maybe they think that, that fixes things there. You know, I don't, I don't think it does, but the Yankees may feel that way, and they may, like I mm-hmm. said, so they may say, "Oh, yeah, well, you know, give some rest here. That should work out." And uh, yeah, we, we we will we won't go because I think if the Yankees wanted to, they could just you know, afford the loss and not to worry about the uh, the bullpen game because they have off days. So if they wanted to, they could do that. But I think in, I just knowing the Yankees and how they think, I think that I believe they're going to say, hey, you know what? We have an off day tomorrow. We also have an off day Thursday. You know, so it, it didn't work with any of our stars against Boston the first time. What makes them think it's going to be any better the second time? And the next mm-hmm. week at Yankee mm-hmm. Stadium, so that's how I think the Yankees will approach it there. But right now, uh, looking at their upcoming schedule, you know, ESPN has it. The ESPN sort of assuming the Yankees are going to stay in rotation. Friday think uh, that Saturday is the game there with no tentative starter. You know, So we'll see what, what the Yankees decide to do here. I don't know if they'll call anybody up. They do. It would likely be Chance Adams. That's who they called up last time, but they didn't start him. They didn't use him. I said I, think, I expect if they decide to keep the, uh, the rotation intact and use the off days to their advantage to give these guys a break, they'll just go with Chad Green opening Cortez after that.
1: There you go. There you go. Great show. Great talking to you. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Weekend Wagers. Good job, Sean Angle. Talk to you next week, George Kurtz. Weekend Fantasy Update, Fantasy Sports Radio Network.